Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast. Where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 97. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey. How's how's it going today? Oh, it's going good. If I stop hitting stuff. <laughs> it's okay. I usually knock my bracelet at least once <laughs> while we're recording. Yeah. I mean, these new mics and stuff are extra sensitive, so. Yeah, they are. We did a little upgrade. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you guys can tell the difference in our audio quality. Yep. Shout out to LJ, James, Lynn for helping us out with our new setup. We mm-hmm. appreciate it so Ofo much. did it. Ofo did it. Ofo did it. You should follow <laughs> him on social media. And he has a dope um, studio in Norfolk, Virginia, if you are interested in renting out space. Yep. Yep. So, fantastic. Fantastic. He does great work. And he did the intro music, too. Yeah, he did. I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. So, love all the way around. All the way around. But what are we talking about today, love? Today, we are talking about communication. Mm. A tough one. That's a tough one. It is, because... Communication is something we often talk about. Um, we often, like one of our our guiding lights is to be hot, honest, open, and transparent. So communication is key. That's like so cliche, but it is very true. But it's hard, though, because there's a lot of different types of communication, right? And then it's like, when do you communicate what and... When are you communicating too much? Right. Is there such thing as over-communicating in a relationship? And then you have communication blind spots where you think you're saying everything, but because you've been you your entire life, you don't realize when you're actually leaving something out. Is that is that a blind spot or you just, well, you just forget? It's It's one of those things where you think that you are communicating freely and openly and then you but you don't realize there's things that you've been holding on to that weren't quite even at the surface for you Mm. okay so you're thinking like something that has moved from the forefront of your mind to subconscious that you're still dealing with but you haven't adequately communicated that to your partner right because i mean we've both been in situations and i'm sure the listeners have been too where you just in a mood. Yeah. And you don't really, can't really put a finger on why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody knows when you're in a mood, it, it affects everybody around you, whether you want it to or not. Yep. And yep. so it's hard to communicate a thing that you haven't been able to readily identify. Mm. Is that, I wonder if that's a, a symptom of your spouse or significant other not knowing the right questions to ask to. Because, you know, it's two ways, right? You can be in the mood and I can ask certain questions to try to pinpoint why you're in the mood. Or, you know, the more realistic answer is I'm asking questions to to ascertain whether there's anything I can do to help bring you out of the mood mm-hmm. or do I just need to stay out the way of this truck and, right. just, let it, and just let it pass. Right. And that's, uh, that's one of the things I was going to bring up when you said that. Because sometimes it's not about asking the question. Sometimes the questions make the mood worse. 
Because <laughs> now, now you're in a mood and you're mad because you're like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know what it is. And if I do know what it is, I just don't want to talk about it right now anyway. Or why you ask me so many questions? Why you ask me so many questions for? What you got? What, what's, what, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and it is, it's a hard thing to kind of, it's a hard beam to balance yourself on mm-hmm. because as a spouse. Oh, that's a great analogy. It's as your spouse, you want the communication, you want to be able to help. But sometimes it is an internal thing that you gotta kind of got to work through yourself before you can allow the help to come in. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't work through it completely, work through it enough to be able to communicate it in a way that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that goes both ways because men, we, we do the same thing. We get in moods too. Mm-hmm. Where, I know. Well, we just don't want to be bothered. You should know. You should know. You don't want to be bothered or you're tired of being bothered or whatever it is. But you just like, I just need some time to myself to do whatever my hobby is, whether that's working on my car, cutting grass or, you know, whatever that thing is. I just need to be able to do that or nothing in isolation Mm -hmm. for a duration of time to work through whatever it is. And sometimes it's, it's nothing, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's like uh, I'm just in the mood because I don't know. I mean, I think one thing that's hard for men too is is being honest with ourselves around hormone changes as we get older. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because it's not really talked about much. No, not as much as it is with women. The one thing that you know is talked about with women because that's another whole podcast with the plethora of things that. You know, especially black women or people of color, women of color have to try to figure out as we go along because it's just not enough research out there. Yeah, on purpose. On purpose. But I know for men, when you, you know, being a man of a certain age now, no, I'm not that old. (laughs) But, um, you but know, as you get older, older, things happen, things change. Yeah, like the hormones change, like testosterone changes and all kinds of different. Uh, hormones change in men, just like they do in women. I mean, and then also, not even as you get older, but if you get into a committed relationship, you feed off of your spouse. So even me, like, we often joke, you know, if I'm having a PMS moment, and you'd be like, man, I'm PMSing too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, what's funny is that came out of a a strange uh, communication thing as well, though, because that's one of those things where early in our relationship, you communicated that sometimes it's not you're not asking the question because you want a certain answer, but you're asking the question because you want a partner in crime. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I sure could eat some Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. donuts. That's not or or how did you how would you how would you phrase the question? Oh, I say, hey, you want no, a donut? Yeah, you want a donut? You want Krispy Kreme donuts? And it's not a. Do you want a donut? It's not an actual me question. Facts. It's actually you want me to say yes to validate the hunger that I have. The for, fact, or not even the hunger, the the fact that you the want, craving for yeah, the donut. For the donut, <laughs> because because women have a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts around perception and how they're perceived. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be like, I want this Krispy Kreme donut, but I know we just had dinner. And I don't want him to think some kind of way. 
and maybe even I know I don't want this. I don't need this Krispy Kreme donut. Right. It's just more ate. that I know I don't need this donut. It's because like once you once you get past the you know. I'm still trying to impress him mode. Mm-hmm. It's not about the, I don't want him to think that I'm a fat body wait, or something. Wait, wait, tangent. Does that ever go away? No, it doesn't. Oh, but okay. still, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. those beginning weeks, months, oh, or whatever. Oh, when you're infatuated. Yeah. In love. In love. But when you have, you know, eclipsed that and now you're just like, I want someone to want it with me so that I don't feel bad that I want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I said. You want a partner in crime. You want a an accomplice. Like I just want you to say yes, even if you only eat half the donut. Yeah, just say yes, and then so so once I understood that, it became one of those things where it's like when when different things came around, particularly in our instance, um, you know, menstruation or whatever, and you start wanting. And you start craving stuff. Like a Snickers. Can Great. I get a Snickers? Not all the time. Not every time, right? Because no. I got I got to watch my figure, too. But every once in a while, you'll say something. And I'll be like, you know what? I could eat a Snickers, too. <laughs> or or that's when I'll start joking and be like, man, I must be PMSing, too. Because don't Krispy Kreme sound good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we don't even drink sodas, for real. Like, it's very, very rare. And you'll be like, man, I want an orange soda. You want an orange soda? I think I'm PMSing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it, and it works and it works because again you know you communicated something which really which really is interesting because it's interesting in how we communicate needs mm-hmm. and sometimes you know like that is a need for you at least that's how I recognize it because in that it's not just the accomplice piece of it mm-hmm. there's psychological safety involved in that yep there's um, companionship involved in that. There's and then there's the comfort of it. Like comfort. I know that I can sit and eat this donut and not feel like you're looking at me like, now you know we just ate. Why mm-hmm. do you want to eat a donut now? Mm-hmm. But because I'm like, oh, we can eat this donut together. Right, right. And and it's the you know the memory building of it all because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, remember that time? You know, even like before kids, you'll be like, remember that time? We jumped up late and went to Krispy Kreme and got a dozen of yep. donuts and finished it before we got home. And then back went, when the metabolism was, was popping, yeah, when it was super high, <laughs> you know, back when you could eat half a dozen donuts, you know, at three a.m. and drink a, you know two, two three cans of Pepsi's with it, and you're like, ah, and, and look, then go straight to go, sleep. Yeah, go straight to sleep. <laughs> Get up at six and go to work. And not have your stomach Do doing backflips, man, man. Some of the stuff, <laughs> some of that stuff, make you make you angry, right? When you get older, like, man, I, I can't, I can't eat, eat that. I can't even eat that slice of pizza. You know now. what I'm saying? We can't even go get a bat box. How, of pizza. how a vegetable make you sick? You know what I'm saying? I can't even eat I a tomato. Indigestion from I a can't tomato. Even, all I ate was a tomato sandwich. <laughs> Not that I eat that, but yeah. now I need some Prolisec. You know, uh, give me them tums. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so in the way of communication, I think that that's interesting, you know, how how we communicate needs because that communication isn't always direct. Yeah. It isn't always a, hey, I need this from Mm -hmm. you. And even the crazy thing, I'm gesturing right now. I know y'all can't see me. (laughs) But the crazy thing is sometimes when it is direct, you still miss the mark. Yep. When you tell your, your significant other, hey, I need this thing from you. And you're articulating it as best you can. 
But sometimes that's not exactly what you want. Exactly. It's just in the ballpark of what you think you need. And then when they start doing that exact thing, it actually irritates you. It irritates you. you. Because it's, and we talk about this often, it, it's all about in your definition. So, like, communication really means nothing if you're not defining things as you go. If you don't have shared definition. If you don't have a shared definition. Yep. Because the definition is what matters. Mm-hmm. If I said, um, hey, come here and rub my shoulders, and you literally come here and, like, put your hand on my shoulder, one, two, I rubbed your shoulder. Nah, fam, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I put this oil right here. I put on this tank top you know so you saying? can come and massage my shoulder. Right. But to you, you, I said rub, so you're like, okay, rub. One, two, left, right, I'm done. Mm. I Mission accomplished. Check the checkbox. Rub shoulders. Gold star, I want the whole. No, because now yep. I'm mad. Because mm-hmm. like, no, my shoulders hurt. Mm-hmm. I need you to rub my shoulders. You see mm-hmm. this oil I done put on mm-hmm. this on this nightstand? Mm-hmm. I ain't know what that was for. <laughs> I want that gold star and the cookie and some Krispy like, Kreme. No, later. it's not the same. So all that to say, you know, you have to understand what the person means when they're communicating to mm-hmm. you, and that's and that's another place that you can have a blind spot. A huge one. Because if you're defining things in different ways, mm-hmm. then there's no way for the other person to know whether they're meeting your mark or not. Right. If they're hitting the expectation. Because even if there's like an issue, if you you know say this is a problem, but then you don't define how to best solve the problem or how to work towards showing there's a change, mm-hmm. then there's no way for that person to see that you've, you know done what it is that you said you were going to do. And, and that I, just can lead to more animosity and frustration. Yeah, and I think that's a, a critical thing you just hit on there is change. Because that, that's the other weird part about communication, right? As you get older and you grow with the person and things like that, but you still have your own life experience mm-hmm. that is happening while you're in a relationship, your own definitions can change yeah. as you attain new information and new knowledge. Oh, I know. So mm-hmm. so you're moving along and you and your spouse has defined a certain thing in your relationship. Maybe early on, maybe yeah. at year two or three, you define. Or maybe during dating, like yeah. you've been dating six months and you've defined a thing. And, and that's a definition. We all know what that is, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, date night is going to consist of a Chinello's pizza and a movie from Blockbuster. Yeah, I went, oh I went all the way back. No, you took it back. I went all the way back. If anybody got that reference, <laughs> you are in good company. Because I went all the way back. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you've defined that. But and then, mind you, like, for us, that literally was a date night. Yeah, that was a real thing. Back when we were, like, had two nickels to rub together. Because yeah. that's all you could get with them two, two nickels. nickels. A five here and a five there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, $5 pizza and, and, a, and $5 a video. $5 movie. <laughs> That's it. You spent. You spent. You just done. You spent all your earnings. But, um, but yeah. But then as you move along, date night means something different. Right. And maybe now it's a walk or something like that. And, you know, it can be, you know, that's probably not the best example, but that can be really jarring for the other person. For sure. When those definitions change and they're not completely aware Mm -hmm. that it's changed Mm -hmm. so they go to do what they know to do as you guys have defined it in your relationship i mean i got one and i know like so uh we run a couples group 
And this is an example I use in couples group. So mm-hmm. those of you that listen in, what's popping y'all? Um, but the McDonald's example. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, there was a definition of what breakfast at McDonald's meant. Mm-hmm. So for years and years and years, when we would go to McDonald's for breakfast, mm-hmm. I knew for sure mm-hmm. that I could order you a hot case with sausage. Yeah. Without with, question. Without question. And then, I guess it was maybe five years ago now, mm-hmm. you up and ordered a big breakfast. And that, that thing hurt me. I was like, hold yeah. up. Like, mm-hmm. when is this big breakfast thing? <laughs> what Where did this come from? Yep. And, you know, it's all in fun and jest now. Well, never in jest, but it's in fun and we can laugh about it. But at that time, it really was jarring for me. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in in all ways that jarring can be. Because I'm like, wait, his definition of a thing changed. Yep. So now I'm not as sure as I used to be about what I can get him for breakfast for sure mm-hmm. when I go to this particular restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I knew that thing for sure. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I didn't. Yeah. It's like it's very much like science, right? It's a scientific fact until it's proven otherwise, right? Like... You know that this is the definition yeah. of an atom until someone proves it. That's not the definition anymore. Yeah. And that definition changes. And it's just, it's a weird thing because, like like you said, when you're in a committed relationship and that thing changes, it's just like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to adapt? And can you adapt? Because some people can't. Right. Depending on what the change is. Because yeah. sometimes those changes can be enormous and then for the person who's changing it's also really hard to understand how to communicate that change yeah because that's one of those ones i wouldn't have never thought to say to you right outside of a situation where you're like all right i'm running to mcdonald's what do you want and and if i was like oh i want a big breakfast we might would have had a conversation about it you know immediately at that moment right but if you were trying to surprise me even and you jumped up and went to McDonald's and came back with it. And then the next day, I got a big breakfast. You might would have been like, wait a minute. So was the surprise breakfast that I got him not adequate now? Exactly. Was it? Because even though I don't doubt that if I had gone and got you a hot cakes with sausage, you would have perf- you would have eaten it without any problem. Like you'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, thanks, babe, and ate it. Mm-hmm. But to your point now, like if, if then two days later we'd gone back, and you got the big breakfast, and I'm like, wait, but I thought you wanted hot cakes with sausage, like always. Mm-hmm. And you were like, nah, I like this now. And then I'm like, well, dang. Right. What did I I get? was doing something nice the other day. Or thought I was. Or thought I was. Right. Right. And that and that's the kind of stuff that feed into, like, you don't appreciate things and right. stuff like that. Because it's just doubt, right? But, yeah, that, that communication piece is... is hyper-important and strangely elusive at the same time. I think one of the ways we try to surmount it is trying to be very transparent as much as we can. But then at the same time, we're still human. You're still human, and you are still wholly you. Yeah, and you've been you. (laughs) You've been you this entire time. The whole time. Like, you've never not been you to understand how other people perceive you. Right. So... It can be <clears throat> difficult because I know I know for us, we try to have moments where we sit and talk and try to make time to just 
you know, have conversations about various topics. Yeah. And some of it is just to see where the other person stand on stuff. And then sometimes it's to, you know, just converse about topics. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that helps. Because even even like I know everybody don't like to get political and things like that, but I know I have a steady stream of just things that I send to you in various social media channels. Yeah. And I'll just put thoughts. Just yeah. just to see what your thoughts are. It can be anything from you know, an ad I seen one time, like, oh, did you know this show came out? Like, right. with the rookie Yeah, the show, feds or whatever. Whatever called. that's called. All the way up <clears throat> to, you know, the deepest political scandal right. you can think of. And just be like, what do you think about this? Right. You know, and it can have what we would perceive as no bearing on our everyday life. But it's really just to have those conversations so that you can understand, you know, where your spouse stands on things. Are you guys still aligned? Yep. Do you need to talk about it? Is it something you should talk about? Right. Is it something y'all need to get alignment on? Mm-hmm. You know? Because I know a big one was like um, Roe v. Wade was one that we did that with. Yep. That came through the news feed. I mean, not really come through the news feed, but, you know, it was everywhere. So we took one of our... Uh, Porch. Porch session. Our tea we, on the porch. Yeah, our, <laughs> time. Morning, our morning tea time <laughs> on the porch, and just conversed about it, right? right? Just like where do we stand on it? How do we feel about it? Stuff like that. So, is is I think that's the hard part because communication is everything across the board. Yeah, you know, and I think some couples get caught up in only conversing about stuff in the house, right? Like. I mean, that's all important, mm-hmm. but it's good to have, like, open conversation about any and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but I mean, like, you know, tons of conversation about, like, finances. Yeah. Or, like, in in our case, you homeschool. So that's, like, every day, all day talking to you about how the kids doing in school. Right. You know what I'm saying? That. Like you said, I think that's important stuff, but I don't think it's the... It's not everything. It's not everything. I mean, finances, we know. I mean, the stat's been out there forever, as long as I can remember about finances being one of the major reasons why people don't make it in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is important to have communication about that. Where's the money going? Yep. Um, uh, how much are we spending? How much are we saving? What are we doing to secure our futures? Like mm-hmm. things like that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent need to be dedicated time to talk about it and make decisions as a team. Yep. Same thing with parenting. Um, same thing with schooling. Like if you're, you know, whatever your kids are, whatever their path for education is, mm-hmm. have conversations about it so that um, it's not something that someone doesn't know about. Right. right. Um but there's also everything else. Yeah. You know, and the everything else um when you when you are in agreement and alignment on everything else, then when you have those times when you're, you know, rubbing elbows with folks mm-hmm. and you're having conversations with them. I know for me, a lot of times I I'm not the quickest analyzer of things. Sometimes I need to kind of mull over it. To really understand what it is that I, the stance that I have. Now, like, if I'm talking to you, 
it's a lot easier because you're a safe place. So I can mm-hmm. talk a little more freely and kind of get my bearing as I'm talking. But around other people, I'm not that comfortable. Mm-hmm. So like if I know we've already had that conversation, it provides some safety for me when we're out and about. Then I can have meaningful conversation if those topics were to come up. Yeah. Now, if it's a topic that I've never talked about, you probably just going to see me just listening. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if, it th- if it's something that I know that we've communicated about or it's something that I'm very passionate about, like education or something like that, then you'll see me communicating freely about it. But I think you just touched on a, another very interesting topic, right? Which is, you know, if we've talked about it and we're in agreement on it, people who converse with us independently won't get two different stories. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Which then makes it it makes it harder for people to try to drive a wedge or yeah. whatever. Or just in what is it? Kind of like remember the movie um, Inception when yeah. they like plan a thought mm-hmm. and they let the thought grow. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard for that kind of stuff to creep into your relationship because it's like, no, nah, we agree. This is how this works in our house. Yep. And so, like, if you have a different opinion on how finances should run in a couple, that's great. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. But yep. we are already in strong agreement that this is how this operates in our house. So That's 100% right because, you know, we've seen examples where you could tell things weren't discussed. Yep. And then you have a wife or a husband being highly influenced mm-hmm. by someone outside of their marriage, and then the marriage dissolves. Yep. Because they hadn't set their foundational um, ideals mm-hmm. on particular topics. And so then when somebody else comes in with a very um, passionate plea, so yep. to speak, yep. On something, and then that person's like, "Yeah, I believe that," and then the other person's like, "Nah, that is not the way that it should work." That it it just creates tension. Yeah. And if you can't get through the tension, it just won't work. Yeah. Or or we've seen at like dinner parties or different gatherings, like you said, couples who haven't talked about a subject, a particular subject comes up, and now they're in the midst of a disagreement. Yep. About now they're the straight up having an argument. You know. I mean, we don't hang around with folk that'll be, like, screaming and cussing at each other, but you, the tension is thick. You can yeah. feel it. You can cut it with a knife yeah. when you can tell, you know, something has come up that either they have talked about and they just disagree or it's just a topic that they hadn't talked about and someone was very verbose about their stance and then the other was not having it. Yep. I remember the. My my favorite story about that is remember we had a couple over for dinner very early in our marriage, and you had cooked, oh yeah you had cooked like <laughs> you had cooked like this this spread of food and they came over and it was just yeah because when we first got married I didn't know how to cook small no nah, no nah, you cooked for like uh, ten people we or came something. from a big family so I always cooked for a lot of folk and so we would often invite people over whether it were your junior Marines or other couples or whatever yeah and we had this one couple over and I never I never forget this as long as I live, but he looked at his at his wife. He looked her smooth in her face. We were all sitting down to eat. He looked her smooth in her face and was like, oh, look, Mary cooked rolls. No, or biscuits. biscuits. Mary cooked biscuits. And she looked back at him 
And she and cut. She said, but she cut her eye at him. She cut her like her neck moves so, and her head moves so fast. And the eye she cut at him. I was like, I hope, I hope they're joking. But we were so early in our in our marriage. Right. Like, I don't know. We if hadn't this been was, married a year. I'm sure. Yeah, and I don't know if this was playful banter between them or not. But I mean, when cut, you don't know people, it didn't seem like that. But then when we got to know them, it seemed like it could have been because yeah. that's just their personality. Personality. But she cut her eyes at him, and she was like. I don't make biscuits. I don't, I don't eat, eat biscuits. biscuits. <laughs> Man, I was, I was, and I was standing, sitting there like, uh, uh just eat your biscuit and be quiet. <laughs> like, you got biscuits tonight. Be be happy. Be with, happy with, with the, the biscuit. Biscuits. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, take some with you. Right here, take these, eat them. But that that was that was great. That was great. That was like one of my first insights into, like, all couples have these kind of discussions mm-hmm. and conversations and stuff because you know compared to us they have been married a long yeah, time they, at that point i think they were already they had to be more than five or ten yeah easily over five yeah easily over five easily. i don't know exactly how long but they had been together for a very long time yeah so so there was another couple that you know kind of an older couple i think it was more than 10 i think so too yeah but they're an older couple and you know not that we looked up to them or anything, but it was like, oh, a a, a couple that's younger. You know, yeah. we're, we're all around the same Because they were age. married young, just like we were. So yeah. for them, you know, being married already just about 10 years, but they were knocking on 30 where we were just starting out at our early 20s. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they, they you know, being a little older and stuff and a, another black couple with kids is kind of like, oh, yeah. I can see me getting to that point, mm-hmm. you know. So it was nice to see that, oh, they have these kind of interesting interactions as well. You know, it's kind of yeah. like that humanization of, of people in a weird way um, and other couples. Because I think that's, you know, something that happens sometimes. You look at these other couples and you'd be like, relationship goals and they're all aspirational. But you forget that. They had these same kind of conversations. Yeah, their every kind of day issues. is their every day, just like yours. Yeah, like he ain't put his socks away or whatever his thing is. Mm-hmm. They like, leave their clothes on the side of bed. Yeah, every day, every night, every night, like clockwork, like clockwork. You know, and then don't pick them up in the morning. Don't pick them up. Don't even look at them. Don't even just step right on over them. Right oh, up. sometimes on them, just sometimes on on the way to the closet. Like, on oh, them. there's clothes there. Step. Yep. Not even batting the eye. Not even a eye close. <laughs> Just right there on the floor every day. Every day. Without For the, almost 20 years. Every day ending in Y, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. And it's interesting like when you realize that because then you like, oh, since they have those kind of interactions... It, I guess it just makes it not weird when you have those kind of interactions right. with your with your spouse. Yeah. Because I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, this podcast was born. Because we just wanted, you know, because we, like we said, we're marriage advocates. Mm-hmm. So we want other people to understand that social media is very prevalent. But not everything is as it seems. Yeah. And so there are things that, you go through, and so does everybody else, and it is okay. It does not mean that your relationship is doomed or that it's weird or or there's something wrong with you or your spouse. It just means you're regular. 
and <laughs> everybody yeah. goes through things because we're all two people who are just trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people will not like that to find out that their relationship is regular and they're going through the same thing that every other relationship mm-hmm. that's ever occurred has happened. Like, yep. like think it's funny when you put it in perspective though, right? Like you think about like Kim K and Kanye had to have, or they should have had some conversations or your grandma and grandpa yeah. had to build these shared definitions or, you know, your aunt and uncle that you, that mm-hmm. you like being around or whatever. Yep. You know, and even the ones that seem slightly dysfunctional, right? Yeah. Like the aunts and uncles or the cousins who like be, always at each other's throat. Yeah, and you'd be like, but they ain't separated though. They right. ain't got a divorce. So it's like, is this just how they communicate? Right. You know, that's something to examine too, just like how people communicate. How to communicate, right. Because if you if you aren't if you aren't like a verbose person, mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't call myself that. I mean, I can be talky. Mm-hmm. But being the youngest of five, it's like I was kind of in my head a lot growing up because it just was so much noise always. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm a brain in that way. So sometimes I am not the most verbose. I've, I mean, I've learned to be, like the older I've gotten, I would say probably by the time I hit college, I I could talk well. But I hadn't gotten good at, um, and this is something I still work on, like really understanding where my actions or like how, like emotions, Mm -hmm. where they're coming from Mm. and like why. What you mean? I'm trying to, see, this is where I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it gets a little muddy, but like... Why do I feel a certain way that I feel about a thing? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. You know what I mean? Like, why does that bother me? Yeah. But I haven't done a lot of that kind of like introspection. Yeah. Yeah. um, On certain areas of my life. No, so other areas, I'm 100% get it, got it. I can talk about it all day. Mm -hmm. And then there's some where I'm like, I don't quite understand why that particular thing plucks my nerves Mm -hmm. so bad. Yep. Or makes me so or frustrated. Or makes me so frustrated. Mm-hmm. So. Wait, so you saying you want me to pick up the clothes on the side of the bed? I mean, it doesn't bother me. If it did, then I would have told... I mean, it it bothers me in the way of, now I know he could do better than that. That's why I tell the kids <laughs> all the time, you can do better than that. But at the same time, it's not like one of those things where I'm like, if he don't stop doing that, I might lose my mind. Oh, okay. It's like, eh, it's, it's there. It's not like a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at first it was, I'm like, dang, you will do this every day forever? <laughs> like, this has been a solid four, five months, and you still leaving them clothes? And no matter where we at, whatever house we've lived in, whatever <laughs> side of the bed you decide to sleep on, you still going to leave them clothes? <laughs> <laughs> you still doing this? <laughs> but it doesn't bother me, like, ah, this could just stop. It's not right. like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those things that's real interesting because I, I bump in that to that too. Well, I'm not always the most verbose, and I've actually learned to be verbose with you in a lot of Yeah, you've gotten way better. I mean, you still have moments where you just go real internal, but for the most part, it's a whole lot better. Yeah, 
And but that's about you know creating the safe place and and learning yeah. right learning that that's what you need in communication because mm-hmm. for a while it's well I said yes or I said no or I don't want to talk about it like why isn't that enough for her why is she still asking me about this mm-hmm. thing so you know learning that that was just something you needed that took time and then it took time to figure out how to make it practical. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, I know she needs this, but now, now it all becomes about um, thresholds, right? Like, when am I just saying words to fill the space, and when am I saying words to actually be useful? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when am I saying too many words, where it's kind of like, okay, now you're you know, like, now you're being facetious. Like, now you're just talking. Right. And because you're being a jerk about now it. Now you're being reckless and you need to just be quiet. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, because you don't know and you're learning how to be verbose. Yeah. It it may unintentionally come off that yeah. way. Right? Like, oh, I'm saying all the things and I'm saying, you know, time down to the minute and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, now you're just poking fun. Yeah. I don't need that level of specificity. Right. But you're like... Oh, I'm just trying to be verbose, you know, mm-hmm. and until you understand where that threshold is sometimes can be, you know, that can be off-putting too to your spouse as you're learning. So yep. it's like, okay, now I know she needs this thing. Now I got to, you know, put it together in my brain on how to execute it. Yeah. And then it's the 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 kind of daily experiment of doing it and seeing, oh, I think I just made her mad. Because well then, you, and far. then, and then a lot of times too, like when you're, like you said, you've been ver- verbose, you see some, you see a need, you're trying to execute it, but you also got a spot check. You can't play hero, mm-hmm. right? So like, and that's something that I have a problem with, have had a problem with, is trying to be the hero. Like, I am not afraid to say I enjoy accolades. So if there's a a, ch- a time for me to do a thing, I want to do it even if I'm struggling to get it done. So, like, the idea of, you know, you communicate a need, I'm trying to pick up the need, but then the communication has to be able to go back the other way. And you say, hey, 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 I'm really trying to do this thing, but I'm kind of, like, having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And then being willing to say, okay, well, number one, because this is the way it has happened for me with you, number one, you're doing more than what I asked you to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Facts. Like this is you. I did not ask you to build the whole house. I just asked you to come over here and help me hang up this photo. Like mm-hmm. I didn't ask you to decorate and paint the whole room. I just wanted you to hang up this picture. So it's like number one again. Back to the definition. Mm-hmm. I need you to do this one thing, not all of those other things. Would that be nice? Sure, but that is you're making it difficult for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in a in a safe and humble place to say, I think I'm struggling with this. I'm not quite sure why. Bring communication back to that topic. Mm-hmm. So then you can say, oh, wait, here's why you're having a hard time. You thought I said, you know, when I said I need I need this these pictures hanged, you thought I meant the whole house. I really just meant this one room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really, really important. That you that you're able to have that multi directional communication, yeah. Not, not just receive, but send, 
and, and, and get back that and feedback. forward. Like the communication needs to be like, you know, volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Vo- just volleyball and tennis. Just, back and forth. The back and forth. So that you understand what's happening. Yep. And not in a comp- competitive kind of way. I couldn't think of a better analogy there, but yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. And then, and then too, back to you know, understanding where certain emotions come from. That's an interesting one too, because sometimes you don't know that something bothers you till you're confronted with the scenario, and sometimes the scenarios only exist in a relationship with the person you're in a relationship with right yep. now. Yep. Like it didn't exist in any previous relationships. It didn't exist in any relationships with any of your parents yep. or friends or yep. anything like that. So you have no like real background knowledge or anything. Right. And then let's say let's say you you know are divorced or this is a different, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And for any of your exes, it didn't exist. It exists for this one. You move on to a new relationship from them and never encounter that again. Yep. And it can be just that unique. Like, what was the deal? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's an interesting thing, too. Because, And then you got the idea that sometimes you don't know something bothers you until it's been a duration. Right? Yeah. Like, for us, we've been together 25 years. There's things that sometimes pop up now because it's like, we got enough history to be like, you've been doing this for five years. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't know why you've been doing mm-hmm. this for five years, but it didn't used to bother me. But today, for whatever reason, it is like really, really plucking my nerve. Mm-hmm. So if you could stop blinking so loud, <laughs> it would be... I don't know why you feel like you have to chew like that. <laughs> but with everything else on my plate today, that chewing is just not it. So you, you know. can either chew differently or go to another room and chew to your will, but not in here today. You know, I know those Krispy Kreme donuts we went and got last night are delicious. And you put it in the microwave for 10 seconds and it's right. But the hasha fasha you do yep. because it's too hot. <sighs> why didn't you wait? See, that don't even make good sense. And well, why you make it too hot? Leave. Just, just goodbye. Just leave and come back when you're done. And it's not that you don't love the person. It's not. It's none of that. It's like, it's just time, I yeah. guess. You know, you've just been together long enough where it's just like, I, but again, we you cover a lot of things there, right? It's the psychological safety. Yep. It's the comfort with that person. Yep. It's that, multi, um, that multi-channel communication to yep. be able to say to this person, that you love and cherish and care about, where if they started choking on that Krispy Kreme right. donut, you'll be the first to try to save their life and call right. 911 while crying all at the same time. Right. But right now, I can communicate to you, hey, this is really getting under my skin. I need you to go to another room. Right. And they won't take offense to it. Right. And then also, uh, it, blah, 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 blah. sorry guys, along no, with no. those same things, Sometimes they don't have nothing to do with the other person at all. And you got to be able to look at them and say, hey, I know you always eat that donut like that. But the kids have plucked my last nerve as far as noise goes today. I can't have another thing with the noise. With I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or I know I've told you sometimes the kids be like 
all over me all day some days. Mm-hmm. Like, some days they, you know, because they're growing up, so it doesn't happen as often. But when they were, like, toddlers And then even now, some days, mm-hmm. they will just be all, like, climbing all over me. Like, I'll be in the floor. Because I do like to get in the floor and, and do one-on-one learning and um, diving and, and things with them in schoolroom or in the playroom or whatever. But... Instead of them just sitting in a circle, they want to come and lay on me and sit on me and, and just be close to and mommy. be close and touch my face. That's my son. He likes to touch my face and hold my arm and rub on my foot and everything. And then you'll come up and you'll go to rub my shoulders. And I'm like, hold on, I know I like shoulder rubs, but right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, I'm I I'm tapped out. Like, I tell the kids, and they know that what it means when I say tactile overload. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, mommy needs a few minutes. We doing too much. Because mm-hmm. there are some times where I'm just like, I can't take another touch right now. But, you know, it's, it's again, back to that communication piece. I don't want you to feel like I'm shunning you. Mm-hmm. You very, know what I'm saying? Very important. But I want you to understand that right now, that is not a need. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But what's funny is that's usually when, like, that tends to happen like in the springtime or something. It's pretty warm out. You got on the tank top, and I show up with the with the oil and everything ready to rub your shoulders per our defined definition. I in surely this would podcast. love to know when that happened. And then you're like, did that happen in real life? Yeah. I think you were dreaming. No, no. And then you're like, no, nah, don't do it. I got tactile overload, and I'd be like, man, the one time I took oh. initiative. Guess I won't do that for another Lord, let me 15 years. Let get out years. this podcast room for the lightning strike. I guess I won't do that for another 15 <laughs> years. Take initiative like that. I'll just wait. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's what makes communication important. And, you know, I think this is one of those topics that we can go infinitely deep on. Um, yeah, there's so many things under the topic that we didn't even get yeah, to this, talk about right now. Yeah, this is just general. This is just general conversation yeah. and communication, you know, the day-to-day stuff. This yeah. isn't even like, you know, when you're dealing with old traumas. and there's Serious issues, nonverbal, like we non-verbal, didn't talk about any of. Body language, yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know. So, but yeah. If you follow us on any of our social media channels, please reach out with uh, some comments on what types of communication you want us to dive deeper into as far as, uh, you know, relationship communication between, you know, two people that are in a in a committed relationship. If you even have, like, you know, some funny little anecdotes of things like we were talking about and you want to throw them in the comments, we'd love to read them because it just helps to gain that sense of community amongst married people to say, hey, I am not alone right. in these, like, funny communication woes. Yep. Or or just, you know, having been married in number of years, this is one of those weird scenarios that popped up for us. So, yeah, you can find us online at 97podcast. 97podcast, that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you can just leave the comment in Apple Podcasts. That's the one we check the most. Yeah, rate and comment us on there. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and one last thing. Thank you. That was a great conversation. Yeah. And yeah. two, at the beginning we talked about um, James Lynn. His studio name is Homegrown Studio VA. It's, again, located in Norfolk, Virginia. So look up Homegrown Studio VA on Instagram. 
um, HD Studios VA, and you guys can hit him up and book you some studio time because he is amazing. Yeah, James, he's fantastic. He's fantastic, and he knows and he knows what he's doing. Knows what he's doing. Um, because again, if you if you can tell the audio quality difference in our podcast, uh, we can only give him credit. Yep. For helping us step our game up. So. But All right, with that, guys. Great conversation, love. Yes, you too, my guy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye.